0: Kina Kamwendo on SAFM. Uh,
1: Kaya, is it untoward for National Treasury not to be involved in a deal like this?
0: Well, the first problem is that you say there's a deal. We officially have absolutely no idea what exactly is happening in relation to SAA. But in the reaction to the question of whether the National Treasury can actually be kept out of the loop, it is quite extraordinary because if you remember, and most of us do remember, how SAA in particular kept shifting across different ministries on the basis of what the ANC wanted to do with it at some point in time in fact at some point in time it actually did you know report to treasury directly and then at some point in time it was then moved to the department of public enterprises the problem with disposing of state assets and doing so without having the national treasury have oversight of the deal is quite simply unprecedented but from what we now understand part of the reason is simply because since cabinet had taken the view then the bureaucrats at national treasury felt that well what's the point of it coming back to us anyway since cabinet has already told us what the answer is and remember national treasury bureaucrats are always at pains to tell us that all they do is implement decisions taken so they're not the ones that decide how much should be spent where they simply allocate it based on decisions that are taken above and beyond their their pay grade
1: isn't that putting uh, the cart before the horse in some way though because you have, uh, as you say, you know, we don't know what this deal is, but we were told that the deal is done. Um, uh, this was last month, because you'll remember, at some point, we asked about, uh, you know, the progress in this regard. We were told that there was due diligence being done, and incidentally, at some point, um, in, according to one of the reports, a question was asked before the state uh, or, or the budget speech about this particular deal to which uh, the Department of Public Enterprises says is done. And Takatsu said, well, it's in an advanced stage. But quite apart from all of those discrepancies, I mean, what are we talking about here? Because the equity partner was supposed to come in, p- pump in some money so that we don't, as a country, have to bail out SAA anymore. But SAA took through this, skies without the equity partner.
0: Yeah, so the crux of the problem here is that even when the deal was being put together, it was done with a type of secrecy that made, left many people completely unclear about what exactly was being put together. The way it was sold to the general public is that by putting together a deal of this nature, then there'll be no more bailouts. And of course, that is not necessarily correct because whatever this new equity partner does, they're unlikely to inherit historic liabilities. And those historic liabilities are going to have to be dealt with by the state, whether in its capacity as a minority partner or through a bailout through the appropriations process. So there was, in the, from the very outset, a lot of information asymmetry, if you want to call it that in relation to what was being put together and how it was being together. The problem, of course, is that the one individual at the epicenter of this, which is the Minister of Public Enterprises, is notoriously difficult to get, to hold accountable in one form or another. So even today, if you ask them exactly what has been put together, why it has been put together and how it has been put together, you are are unlikely to get that type of information. And that, of course, reflects just the problem that we have with how the state finances are indeed governed.
1: But surely that's unacceptable because as it stands at the moment and uh, as when you speak about uh, the historic debt and there was another tranche of money that was paid out. How much was it, uh, Kaya, assist me? Um, uh, And this was quite recently that had to be paid uh, towards the business rescue process. Was it around 10 billion? Uh, how much yeah, was that? It,
0: it was a bit more than that, but remember, more than with that. that we are we are no longer allowed to ask questions because the answer is always that well it was agreed to long before we got here. So some of these um, amounts had been uh, had been um, you know committed to in previous budgets, and all we get told is that well this is simply a payment of amounts that you as citizens had already committed to. So we do unfortunately have to work with a very very difficult line ministry in Department of Public Enterprises. And and perhaps until we had that reshuffle at national treasury itself we essentially saw two ministers who are not very big on being held accountable being the ones at the at the, at the, at the forefront of this deal which meant that many people just couldn't get the information and here we are having to speculate many months later about what exactly is happening to saa
1: but let's put all of that aside and say okay Government will, uh, you know, take care of the business rescue process, make sure that all the historical debt is covered and all of that. Then you are selling a 51% um, stake in this entity that is SAA. But the equity partner, who are now a majority shareholder, only have to fork out in terms of what we are told. As you say, information is very difficult to come by. O- a $3 billion, and that seemingly over three years Help me if I'm wrong, Kaya. Explain to me because it doesn't seem to make much sense.
0: You and I had this conversation in that if South African citizens had been told from the outset that, look, in spite of all the historical bailouts, all that is needed right now in order for you to retain full ownership of SAA and have it viable again was three billion rand, I think a lot of citizens would have said, well, if that's all it's going to take in order to get us there, then we'll pay the last three billion. What it then felt like is that after South African citizens had spent many years patiently investing in this airline in one form or another, Somebody could just simply show up, get a majority stake for what turns out to be a small fraction. Three billion rand is definitely a small fraction. So it did feel like South African citizens were getting the short end of the bargain. But even when you raised this question to me, when this all started, we're very clear that it doesn't matter what we think. For as long as the president cannot hold accountable the minister who is putting this deal together, there's probably not much that we can do.
1: That just doesn't sound right. It doesn't sit well because ultimately um, if the South African taxpayer has spent to date then already more than 40 billion rand on this particular entity, um, what is 3 billion rand in the smallest scheme of things?
0: Yeah, and if you're going to give away half the ownership in relation to that for 3 billion rand, I think South African citizens would have done the math and say, we're going to hold on to it. But as it stands right now, it is no longer in our hands. And as it turns out, it is not in the hands of national treasury, which of course probably is the most scandalous element of this. And the problem here is that you have to then ask who exactly is responsible for running the state's finances if you can literally sideline an entire treasury in relation to the sale of a uh, a state asset of this nature where does it stop
1: and to whose benefit one would then have to ask Uh, because all of this makes very very little sense at least in my little mind uh, kaya but also uh, if you think about it the question of saa taking to the skies without the equity partner so what purpose are they supposed to serve now
0: Well, the the thinking at that point in time was that unfortunately for as long as the government was fully in control, they were going to be one heartbeat away from screwing it up again. So all the things that had led to the multiple bailouts were fundamentally linked to the question of the government's understanding on how to run companies and how to run aviation companies. So the one big idea was that with a strategic equity partner, then there'd be a balance of those skills where those that say we are the commercial partners are going to be able to run the commercial of it on the basis that there'd be a split in the governance so the government would get some board seats and the equity partners would get some board seats. So that was the real big starting point in that if government had been left to its own devices, they were simply going to find yet another alliance of useless technocrats to run it down to the ground. So again, those were the ideas that were put to the table as a basis for explaining this deal. And of course, since then, we've been left in out of the loop.
1: So what is the status of SAA right now?
0: look I think it's really a matter of who you decide to talk to about point in time so if you go and ask the Ministry of De- of Public Enterprises they have a different understanding Treasury says we have absolutely no idea and of course the consortium itself if they were held accountable to the public maybe they might give us some information but them being a private entity means they have an even lower threshold to meet in terms of public, public accountability so until the Minister of Public Enterprises or his DG is willing to come and tell us exactly what they've put together we will Absolutely
1: have no idea. And just a final one with regard to uh, the whole uh, issue around Mango as a subsidiary of SAA. And again, Kaya, we spoke about this. We asked the question because at the time, Mango was operational. And then, Jiggy Jiggy Mango is now no longer flying. They've been grounded. And we asked the question at the time, what are they going to do with um, the consortiums, uh, a low-cost airliner and Mango in the same stable?
0: yeah there was a conflict there because obviously the cons- one of the consortium partners was already running a separate entity that was in the same competition space with mango and that was lift airlines the strange part of that is that when the business rescue process started you could have said that between the three aviation assets that this that the country had which was SAA, Mango and SA Express, Mango was the one that we occasionally saw on the skies in other words they were still flying the problem of course is that because SAA was not in a position to put together financial statements we could not tell whether mango was flying profitably but by comparison saa was not flying at all so it was remarkably surprising that when the still deal started being put together it then it looked like mango was the one asset that wasn't part of the conversation nobody knew what was going to happen with it and even now we still have no idea what the fate of mango is going to be and until we sort out the accountability we could have these conversations for days on end but until somebody is held accountable until the president takes the view that the, pr- the public is important enough to take into confidence about what's happening with the state of national assets we are going to be left in the blind
1: so uh, just the final one uh, regarding ash party and i know you and i share uh, you know a love for tennis uh, retiring at the age of 25 Serena's still playing it, it, it's at It's quite
0: surprising. It's her second retirement. It's a second retirement, remember, because a few years ago she said that mm-hmm. she was just quite simply exhausted and she seemed to have recharged and she came back a much better player. But I think it says a lot about just how difficult it has been to operate on the regular tour in the past couple of years and for a very long time she couldn't even access her home country because of the hard border rules that Australia had. And I think she's probably thinking ahead and say actually this just came, they became too taxing mentally for her and she's taken a break I don't think this will be the end of it
1: well as you say, we've been here before with Ash Barty as well. Kaya Sitole, always great speaking to you. Thank you so much, uh, Chartered Accountant Kaya Sitole, talking to us about this SAA um, Takatsu Consortium matter. And this after DA, a member of uh, SCOPA, Alf Lease, actually asked a parliamentary question uh, regarding the deal. And uh, the National Treasury's uh, Director General, Dondo Mohajane, uh, reportedly told uh, uh, SCOPA that National Treasury played no role in the selection process of the preferred strategic equity partner for SAA so they were seemingly just bypassed in all of this
0: Sakina Kamwendo on SAFM